0: From downtown, this is Tim Kitzer from NBHM, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom Shakalaka!
1: This week on Nintendo Main, we break down the similarities between Torn of the Golden Country of Xenoblade Chronicles 2 and Xenoblade 3.
0: It's all coming back to me. Wait, fuck. <laughs>
1: Welcome to Nintendo Main Podcast, episode three hundred and thirty. Your place to hear Nintendo fans break down almost five year old Xenoblade games and look for clues and new Xenoblade games. And we're down a host this this week. Uh, John is out is out somewhere uh, playing playing for the Mario soccer team or something like that. He's uh, unable to be on this week, so
0: he's flying, but luckily not anywhere near mountains. I hope.
1: Yeah, so it'll just be us two this week talking about Nintendo stuff, but I think there's enough stuff for us to get into, I'm sure. But I guess we should talk about who we are, since we said us. We are your hosts. I'm Trey. I'm living in a Xenoblade world, and I'm a Xenoblade girl. Johnson.
0: That's catchy. They should use that. (laughs) Uh, I'm Jeremy. 8-Bit Dodentity Crisis. Makowski.
1: Yeah. I take it you're still having controller issues... This was something we talked about last week, but I guess we could just go right into it now since you just said it, if you want.
0: Yeah, I talked about it a little bit last week. I couldn't get it to charge with through the USB-C port. I'm not talking specifically about my 8 Doe Pro SNES Pro 2, something like that. Uh, it, it's whatever the most recent version of it is, it came out like two years ago.
1: Yeah, so it, it's the Pro 2, the 2.0, whatever. Yeah, I got it. I got one right
0: here. I've had it for about a year, and I've loved it, but... Um, it started crapping on, out of me last week, where it wouldn't charge. The battery wouldn't charge when it was plugged in. I tried several different USB cords, USB C cords, different power bricks. I tried just using the switch, you know, different devices to just give it like a low power supply charge, if that was a thing. Yeah, it just wouldn't charge. So I figured out I could switch out the battery packs with my old one that I also like had such bad drift. I had to just give up on it. So now I'm down two of them, and I'm having a serious identity crisis about whether or not. I want to stay loyal to them or if I want to just buy something else and see how it goes.
1: Yeah, that's weird that you've... I mean, that's that sucks that you've had such a hard time with them because they've Oh, been, and I guess I didn't they've say been pretty what the good new problems me. were, did I? What the what?
0: I didn't say what the new problems were. The new problems are that it drifts like crazy and it randomly disconnects and it was doing it while I was playing Monster Hunter and that is just one of the most annoying games to reset your controller if you're playing online and it's also like you might have put 20, 25 minutes into a battle that it fucks up on you you know it sucks
1: yeah i mean that's not the type of game that's gonna like pause and let you reset the controller like a lot of other games would because it's online so if your controller stops working then you're kind of fucked i would think that hasn't happened to me yet on monster hunter but it was like my controller would like occasionally go out while i was playing xenoblade but that game is not online so it'll just like pause the game will pause and it'll just let you like reconnect and all that but it's still really annoying because I was getting like those three, this blinking, the three blinking lights, which I haven't seen lately, I haven't seen this week yet, but who knows? But at least I can, I can try that, uh, that um, battery trick if
0: I have to. Hopefully that helps. Anyway, I'm just sad because I've been a huge Doe fan for years now, and uh, I've bought several of their products and swore by them over Nintendo's own products. And uh, I'm just kind of sad, you know. Maybe I just have some bad luck here. Maybe. I got some lemons or whatever, but I just want to be able to play monster hunter. And I've been frustrated. So when I get paid this week, I'm going to buy a new controller. I don't know what yet.
1: Yeah. I'm, I was going to say, are you, are you thinking about like going back to the Nintendo pro controller, I guess?
0: It's either going to be that, or I'm going to, cause I mean, that one lasted me like three years before it fucked up. Um, I, say,
1: I could just send you, I could send you mine. I don't use it. <laughs>
0: it's either that, or I'm just going to get some other third party, controller, you know, like that. What I bought for the PS4 is such a great controller and it was only $22. Yeah, what is, I've what, used it so much.
1: What is that even? I don't even know. <laughs> I haven't even looked into, uh, I've never looked into, Um, you know, a third party PlayStation controllers.
0: I'll tell you, and you kind of brought it up last week, but one of the best parts of it is that it doesn't have the huge bright light on it.
1: Yeah, that's that light's annoying. Well, mostly annoying because it'll take your controller out pretty quickly. And I don't know if you had this problem too, but my PlayStation 4 controller would never charge if it was plugged into anything other than the actual console, which is fucking irritating.
0: Mine just wouldn't charge anymore.
1: Mine just okay. won't charge. Like it, you have to plug it into the to the console, and that's the only way it'll charge. Like you can't charge it off the couch. You can't charge it off of like a plug in the wall. You have to have it. You have to plug it into the system, which is really dumb. So that was really. Annoying. I agree.
0: So I'm gonna buy something to hopefully just probably a, probably a stopgap, and then I'll get a nicer controller later, or maybe I'll try to see if I can get the warranty covered. If if it's still under warranty, maybe I can get it replaced. But I need something in the meantime to play Monster Hunter because I'm really kind of getting frustrated that I can't. I want to hunt monsters and carve them up. You could get like
1: um, I don't know. There's 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 some pretty cheap looking ones that you can get from Amazon that are like nineteen dollars. You could just like I don't know, go and just try to get just try to get a cheap one. I guess there's like uh, you know there's like the whatever they're called. What are the ones called that you like plug directly into it? They have like the A in the name.
0: I know what you're talking about, but I don't want that.
1: They're called like Power A or whatever. You get some, you get some slick, uh, some slick uh, Joy Cons like I did, and use them as separate controllers. I guess. Yeah. I mean, that's only. I would say only do that if you uh, if you want to use you know if you want to play handheld more. I did it just just so you could do just so you could play better in, on the go and all that.
0: Nah, I don't care that much.
1: Yeah, as far as oh it's a power A is is the other ones that make like the ones that are kinda licensed because they because you can get like a Animal Crossing one and stuff like that. But I think a lot of those are I thought a lot of them you had you had to plug directly into the system.
0: Oh yeah, that's kind of the name of the game with those. So they're a lot less expensive, but probably more reliable. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. I'll I'll have a new one next week and I'll talk about it. But for the for the meantime, I was able to, to get it to work again today by uh actually connecting it back to my PC and then back to the switch again. And then after I did that, it's, it's been acting fine since, but that's just today. And I probably played about an hour of monster hunter and, uh, maybe like 30 minutes of portal too.
1: Okay. Well, we can keep talking about that if you want about what you, what you played with that.
0: Sure. Yeah. So as far as, uh, Nintendo stuff goes. Sunbreak's the big one I wanted to go to this week. And after, you know, some trouble, I managed to play it a little bit today and got through the training mission where they teach you about the quick swap or whatever it's called. Oh, the switch yeah. skills. Switch skills. There you go. Yeah. And uh, so I was learning about that. And then you got to fight the uh, whatever the beaver looking guy is. Groundhog guy. Mm. That's what I think he looks like. The green bear groundhog guy. I can't remember his name. He's one of the first monsters you fight.
1: Yeah, it's whatever the it's like it's like the regular bear but it's just a different color, right? Yeah. Like it's like just the, the regular monster hunter bear guy that you play like pretty early in, in Rise. I think he was like one of the first ones that I played.
0: So I got through that battle and by the time I got through that I was starting to remember a lot about the controls and um, how to use the wire bug a little better and how to use the uh, combos better so that I could hit like for way more damage than just spamming one button. That just doesn't work in Monster Hunter. And I also remembered you have to sharpen your uh, blade with your whetstone. I wasn't doing that because I'd forgotten about it. And uh, I forgot you need to stock up on potions. You know all this kind of no brainer stuff. But it just I've been playing so many different games that have those uh, sort of elements to them lately that I can't remember remember what games or what anymore. Especially since I haven't played it in over a year.
1: Yeah, it's kinda of hard to keep all those keep all those different controls in your in your mind and all that. It's always annoying when you're switching from one game to another and like the jumps are different buttons. That's what always annoys me.
0: But I, uh, you know, I found out that there's a new dango type where like it's a little confusing, but I sorta of kinda of get it. It's just the way you place them on the stick and then you kinda of roll the dice on whether or not they'll have a higher chance of activating. Or oh they yeah. just won't activate at all. I use like, like a that.
1: Yeah, you, are you talking about like the specific that you can use a different stick now that they're on?
0: Yeah, like
1: that type of thing that kind of looks like a bunny. It's like it like splits. Yeah, yeah, I, I do that, and I also use like the acorns or whatever. And if you use yeah. those, you get like a really high percentage of what you're. It'll be like ninety percent, and most of the time everything will activate, but sometimes it won't. So I've been doing I,
0: that. I, I, the Pardon? few times I've done it, it's activated. So or I don't know I'm if
1: just... it's actually. I don't think it's the acorn. I think it's like a. It's like a. Um, paper or something that you get that you that you like can use to whatever I, I had a bunch of them like I got a bunch It's a ticket yeah it's a ticket that you use to, to help it like activate better probably
0: so. something you got from um, one of the bonuses they gave you for sales or something
1: yeah I think it was I think it was a gift that you got from gap from Capcom for their 2 million I think it was the 2 million one I don't think they gave any for 3 million or whatever they're at now so
0: I haven't bought any of the new armor yet I can actually have enough to get some of the early stuff, but um I figured I'd just see how far I can get without it, but yeah, I'm probably going to need it.
1: Yeah. I just, I buy more whenever I can
0: because folks is strong.
1: Yeah. Like I was saying, it was nice to get new weapons. It's cool that you get more weapon stuff. Most importantly that you can unlock. So,
0: so yeah, I'd like to play it more. Just ease myself back into it. I don't think I'm going to go into it as hard as you did, but um, I could see why I played, you know, ninety something hours of it. It there must be something special about it. It's just been so long, and uh, trying to ease myself back into it. While I'm in the meantime, trying not to be too distracted by other games. But the only other thing I really played on Switch was Portal Two, and that was just mostly to test the controller out because that one requires pretty precise uh, analog movement. So I was doing fine in that. I played through a couple of the puzzles. Kind of in the first third of the game, I think I'm almost to the spot where you like be kind of befriend her, or you guys form like an alliance. So I'm am almost to the halfway point of the game. I think third to a half, but uh, yeah. Other than that, it's uh, it's been all PS4 because it just works so well with that new controller. You know, I can't stress enough with your, with how your, important with your controllers third, are with your third yeah.
1: party that you don't remember what it's called. It's I, mean, I don't. I don't even remember the
0: brand the brand it charges with USB-C. it doesn't have that big bright annoying light on it um and it's it's a little bigger which i find that i like
1: i, I did it's i did think about turning my here. i did i did think about dusting off my ps4 game just to try out that cat game that everybody seems to be talking about stray yeah
0: yeah i thought about checking that out too um, i
1: think you can get it for free if you have a playstation plus and there's a way you can get it for free, like if you do the if you do the PlayStation Plus like trial that's free. You can just get the whole thing for free. If you wanna oh. you know if you wanna do if you wanna do all that. But I think well, you might only check it out. I think you might only get it for like a week or something. I don't know. It's not enough for me to to turn on the PS the PS4 yet, but I thought I did think about it. I was like, oh that cat game looks cool. And there's you know, there's no there's no like uh, I mean it could still possibly come to Switch at some point. Who knows? But I've just been uh super deep and and other stuff
0: oh i believe it yeah and and being kind of like in a sense isolated from the switch most of this week it just made me go even harder on these other games i've been playing which resident evil village i actually got to i guess i think i'm about to face one of the main bosses of the in the first area but i'm kind of stuck i'm more just kind of like confused because i got a key but it's not for the door i thought it was and is the one of those classic situations?
1: Is the third person mood is the third person mode on that yet, or does has that not happened yet?
0: I don't think it's on
2: there
1: because there, that was a big uh, in one of the non E uh, three Capcom events, they showed that they were going to add like a third person mode to Village, and I thought that was kind of cool. They were basically going to let you play Resident Evil how you would normally play Resident Evil, you know, like like how it, let make it look like the older Resident Evil instead of like the first person stuff. So I thought that was kind of neat, and I guess they were adding—they're going to add an extra like story on there too, but I, it's probably not there yet. But I did—I did find that kind of kind of interesting.
0: probably, I think a lot of elements of the game are built to the scale of first person. You know, like giant—the giant, giant lady—and just a lot of really big stuff. And it kind of comes up and gets in your face, like a lot of like when you get grabbed. I mean, you played seven, right?
1: Uh, I mean, not, not very long. No, I no, not really. I, all I did was try to play it on switch through the, through the cloud game and it That's and it right. would, it would freeze in the beginning. It was something I always like wanted to, it's, it's been on sale for like next to nothing on PS4. And I thought about getting it a couple times, but I never did just cause
0: that game was just very much built with the, the, the way it, it's designed. It seems like it was meant to be first person. So I, not to say they it won't work with the, the third person view, but I wonder if they've had to like, slightly alter the environment or something to get it to work better because yeah it's all about getting shit getting up in your face like all the way up in the camera like you're fighting these like vampire ladies and they like grab your face and bite your neck and they're like saying stuff to you in your face like while they're up close like threatening you or saying they're gonna like cut a piece of you off as a souvenir and kind of speak talking shit and i don't know if it'd be as effective in third person
1: it's not it's not coming out till the end of october so there's plenty of time before i just found it it's 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 part of like the um it's going to be like a gold edition or whatever that has the third person okay. mode on it but it's not coming out till the end of october so there's a lot of time to wait before then but i did i did think it was kind of funny that they're like oh yeah and now uh and now third person mode but yeah and this article is like just talking about how less scary it would be in in third mo- third person as what exactly what you're just saying you know People I mean, be, similarly, uh, I
0: face. one of the main reasons I bought this game is because I had heard that the new game plus is a blast in the sense that you can just like kind of explore more and like enjoy the game a little, little bit more at your own pace because you really do kind of feel like pushed forward the whole time in the game and the way it's laid out and the atmosphere and it is somewhat linear. I think there are parts where
1: I heard it was uh, I heard it was kind of short, kind of on the short side.
0: I don't thing. doubt it, but I still think I'm going to be at this for a while because I'm not good at it. <laughs> Even mm-hmm. on casual mode, I still die a lot.
1: Well, uh, speaking of short, speaking of stuff on the short side, I just was randomly looking up a uh, Resident Evil Village, and it says that uh, Stray is about four hours long. So, uh, so that maybe that'll uh, have uh, the the cat game they we were talking about.
0: Oh yeah! If it, if you had it for a week, you could probably easily finish it it's, super,
1: it. it's super duper short. So I mean, depending on if you know, if any listeners were trying to get a hold of that that free trial or whatever, you could easily just blow right through it. Yeah. Uh, how long to beat says uh, nine hours for it, for Resident Evil Village.
0: That's a little bit more like in line with four. I think four might have been a little a little bit longer, but says four
1: is like fifteen.
0: But going back to just the whole, all the similarities I'm seeing with four, like. I could see this just being a blast to go back through with New Game Plus, just overpowered, but you could like just not be worried at all about being threatened anymore. I like that feeling in a New Game Plus. Um, And then finally, of course, Bloodborne. I am fully obsessed with this game, and I hope it gets brought to the Switch someday because I think it would go over very well if they could get it to run. Because it's a very, very impressive game for being as old as it is. Just very visually impressive. Um, I'm at level 53, so I've definitely been sinking some time into this. I played this more than anything else this week. Um, I did play a little Elden Ring, but not very much. Mostly, I played this, and I just love it. It's such a good game.
1: You got more levels. I was like, because I've been mostly playing uh, the Torna, the Torna edition of uh, whatever Torna, the Golden Country on Mm. Xenoblade Chronicles Two, and I'm like level 42 on there, so. You have higher levels than me on that
0: well i just found like some good places to grind and i uh i like that approach because it much like i was just talking about in resident evil like you get you get op for each area you're in if you if you grind a lot and then you're no longer afraid because it's a scary game you're no longer afraid in those areas so just the game just kind of opens up more and more and stops being quite as scary because when i first started playing it i was like i don't know how long i can do this this is like this is like a really tense game but once i beat the uh, boss i was stuck on last week the game opened up a lot uh and i've made some serious progress i uh killed two more bosses and um opened up like at the time i only had two different fast travel points now i have i think 11 or 12 so i've yeah I've got a ton of different areas to go to and explore and, and also like more customization elements for my weapons. And now I can like buy any weapon I want because at first you can only choose from like, it's like your starter Pokemon kind of, but uh, eventually you can buy all the weapons after you get a certain item. So it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, I've fought a boss today that was like annoying because it was just invisible and I didn't know that. So I had to look at a guide and it's like, Oh, okay, well that's why I can't beat it because it's a summoner. Uh, It's invisible. Yeah, so you think the normal enemies you're fighting are the boss, but they're not. They're just summons. So, But once I beat that, I got a new crafting ability that lets me make my weapons even more powerful. So definitely worth beating that boss. But that's been pretty much it for me with video games this week. Lots of PS4 and hopefully a bit more of a, a blend of that Switch next week.
1: So, uh, so you didn't get to play uh Pokemon Puzzle League at all?
0: I did not. Which I do have that I do have the N sixty four controller, so I forgot. Oh yeah,
1: that. yeah, yeah. You can play stuff with that. Um, not Monster Hunter because you need two <laughs> two uh, analog, analog sticks. sticks, but you could, but you could play a uh, Pokemon Puzzle League with it. Yeah, Pokemon Puzzle League is still fun. I mean, it's still as much fun as it was when it came out. I think. Um, I, I was pl- I was playing a lot of it while I was editing because it's a good like you know podcast editing game because you can pause whenever. But I made it it through the – I beat it on medium, and then I beat it on hard, and then I was playing through it on very hard. I did the very hard code and all that. And I was playing through the single-player line clear mode, and I got to where it's the 3D, which that gets really hard, actually. I think it's a little bit – I think it's harder than the the versus mode because you can't really, like, play off of the other people with trash and all that stuff. And plus, like, trying to, like, figure everything out when it's, like, completely, like, 3D like that is really cool. But yeah, that was like the big thing. I just really wanted to play that 3D mode because it's not really, you know. That was kind of the big extra thing for that game, aside from like having Pokemon characters and FMV stuff in there and all that. But it's a yeah, it's it's a cool game. It's worth uh, it's worth playing. It came out on Thursday, pretty early, like at like seven o'clock or whatever, because they've been they've been uh, pumping out those early. And I think uh, what was it? They Nintendo tweeted saying that they were that there were more Nintendo 64 games to come. So. We'll see what happens in August. Obviously, I'm pretty sure they're not done. You know, they haven't even released like, you know, their main their 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 uh, main first party stuff like Wave Race and shit like that. Like, still isn't on there. So, i I still expect to see more.
0: Oh no what I what I was asking you is if uh the single player mode if that's so it has the 3D mode it is included in that mode it's not like a separate thing to play either 3D or 2D.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, because um. When you, when you do Endless, you can choose 3D, but if you play, like, you know, the regular, like, line clear mode, like you would in, like, yeah. uh, Yoshi's, uh, whatever, um, in Tetris Attack and stuff like that, if you play that one, when you get to a certain point, it becomes 3D. So, like, okay. about halfway through, all of them will be 3D after that. So, it's, yeah, so it, like, it is, it and, it, and it's kind of funny, you're, you're basically, like, playing against the Team Rocket people, and they're always dressed like something else, like, they'll be dressed as, like, Vikings, or, like, They'll be, be, like, doing a wedding where they're, like, gender swapped or whatever, and they're all, they're supposed to be, like, in disguise, but you can tell it's the Rocket people. And then at the end, they're like, oh, you found us out, and then you go to the next part, and they're wearing a different costume or whatever. It's basically how it, how it is. But, yeah, and, and there's a part where you fight, where you fight, like, a Rocket team that isn't them, and you have to do, like, only, you have to do only, like, a, you know, like, a, whatever would send garbage to hurt the other person. But it goes so fast that I just got knocked out in a couple seconds. And that's it. You only get one try, and then it just goes to the next thing. So there's like that mode in there. But yeah, that, but you can do the th- the 3D in the, in that way on single player, and it's it's fun. Like 3D is really cool. It's you know I've played Panel de Pawn so many different ways and so many different systems and whatever. You know I played Planet Pano, Planet Puzzle League on 3DS and, and all that shit, and it's nice to play the old 3D version because it's that only existed in the Pokemon Puzzle League. So. It's cool. I'm happy that it's on there. That's a game that I've always liked, and I'm happy it's on Switch.
0: My feelings for 3D are it's better than 2D. No. um, My feelings are that it was like a lot easier to get a combo with a 3D mode because you have it's essentially the same. It's just there's a lot more blocks on each row. You can't always see them because they're obscured, but you're almost 100% likely to have the color you're looking for on the next line underneath if you just rotate it fast enough.
1: That is true. So. I mean it's it's basically like a really really wide thing of tetris attack, right? It's basically yeah. a really wide thing but it's wrapped around to where it like touches mm. each other on the back. So and 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 sometimes you can see like
0: somebody could do a demake of this easy if you like if you like kind of line that rotated 2d across the
2: screen
1: if you like if you bring it down like somewhat in the front you can kind of see in the back like where you're getting higher so then you can spin it around and see what it is i just think it's a really cool effect and it's fun to fuck around with it again and it's nice to play it with the podcast so you don't have to listen to them like they get annoying so quickly in that game i just remember that where he's like way to go way to go like it's a it always annoyed me because whenever you would do like
2: Pikachu!
1: whenever you would do like a five combo or something by yourself that would be like the trainer would say something and you had to do like actual like falling combos for the Pokemon to say stuff. so it kind of made it more annoying because you know the trainers only say like one thing and they'll <laughs> just say it over and over and over again like there's one guy who says like work hard, young one and it just like it just gets so annoying so quickly. I kind of wish that it was flipped. Where it was easier to do the, you know, the ones that that I do more often, like the like the fives and the four and the you know the sixes or whatever. I wish that was the Pokemon, and then like the, you know, then like the ones where they fall down was the person because I don't do those as much, you know, or just make it all the Pokemon and just don't just make it not the trainer, <laughs> like just makes them not be, I agree. you know, not just saying like even though some of them have some pretty funny stuff, but it it's funny like a couple times, but after a while you're like okay, no, nah, I, I don't need to hear this anymore. And the and the music's not great either. Like I remember that. Like I actually have the soundtrack, and it's kind of it's kind of slow and sort of. It's not really doesn't have those bangers. Like it had some really good FMV. Yeah, the FMV is great.
0: Some of the best on the platform,
1: if not the best. Well, um, Resident Evil Two, had, t- yeah, took the cake true. on that. That's the only other thing. But I, I think, think it was of. grainier. It was, but there was more of it. <laughs> There's yeah. a hell of a lot more of it. I think. It like, looks- I just
0: remember it looked really, really sharp. Like the, it looked like I was watching the show on TV. Exactly.
1: Yeah. I mean, with like smaller with a much smaller frame, you know, cause it's yeah, like
0: tiny. Flutter Yeah.
1: But I think, I think Resident Evil was like that too. I mean, I played that game not that long ago, the 64 one, like a couple years ago, and I thought it actually looked a lot better than I remembered it looking. Like I remembered it looking bad. And then when I played it again, I thought it looked better than I thought that I would remembered it. So, so there you go, but it's worth, it's worth checking out if you have that. Hopefully I would love to see that included at some point. A Nintendo switch online. Cause that would be great.
0: Yeah. If it's not, I'm good. At, I mean, I'm keeping my eyes peeled for when the stars align. I have both the money and the a- access to a N64 ever Cause that's one of the games I would definitely put on it.
1: I was going to say, even just, I think just buying the game flat out probably isn't that expensive or maybe it is now. I don't know when I, when I, I, it is. Well, I bought it, I bought it for next to nothing and but I bought it at a used game place in Michigan or something that we were at.
0: A long time ago, probably. Jess
1: and I were at like yeah, probably like I don't know, six years ago or something like that. It says you can get it for twenty bucks. Oh, okay. So it's not uh it's not too bad. So it's worth worth checking out for sure. I guess that's all I really have to say that isn't uh Xenoblade Chronicles related. So So now it's time for our uh, weekly Xenoblade Chronicles update. There it is. I made I made this little audio thing that has a cuz whenever you do your whenever you do your uh, chain attack in the game and I and I realized that I guess it only does this on the Japanese version cuz I play it all in Japanese but it but they'll like say all these you know they'll say like magnificent or excellent or whatever and they pronounce it like completely wrong and it's kind of hilarious they'll be like excellent <laughs> like and stuff like that and it'll be like marvelous and it, and it's and at the end it says a chain attack finish and it was like always the most hilarious thing ever and I wanted to put it on the uh on the audio thing, but uh, yeah, the chain, the chain attack finish thing was funny, and I actually had to record it off of off of my Switch because I couldn't find it online anywhere. Because the because the English version says a completely different thing. So there's a cool Japanese uh, version of it on there. But anyway, I did uh, I did what I was said I was gonna do last week. I beat Xenoblade Chronicles two completely. I got to credits on that game. So whoa! It only took me like four you and a half. Only it took me like four and a half years, but I finally did it. I finally beat the game. It wasn't it wasn't that it wasn't that hard. I didn't think the last boss was all that hard. Like I did get killed the first time, but I was it was my fault. Like they were they were spawning other enemies and I should have just went and killed the enemies and then went back and fought the boss. I, I thought I could just keep fighting the boss and just kill the boss and everybody would die. But I just got killed by the other enemies. So I went back and, and went and killed them and then went and got the boss and then I got and I knocked him out. And last week I was talking about how, like, there was nobody left to fight at the end that I knew of. I completely forgot about Malos, who's, like, pretty much the main, who is, like, the main bad guy the whole game. So that so he was the final boss. I totally forgot that he was the main guy. So I fought him. Um, you know, there's a, I think I mentioned last week, there's this thing called the conduit, which is a, basically a big thing that looks like the little insignia that uh that Mithra and Pyra have have on them that, like, signifies blades. The conduit is basically a thing that creates, I guess, like uh, brings the multiple dimensions of Xenoblade together. And I guess that's how Xenoblade 1 and 2 are connected in some way. And and the architect that you meet, I guess, exists in both games. Like I watched, people have been putting out videos online about breaking down all of the the lore of Xenoblade. So I've kind of like, so I've kind of like been in the Xenoblade world, like trying to figure out like what's going on here. So apparently, the architect exists in Xenoblade One and Two. I don't remember him being referenced in One, but I guess he was in One. So, but a, a lot of these stories are pretty out there. Like they don't really make a whole lot of sense. So it doesn't, you know. I didn't really think that much about it. But since I'm really excited about Xenoblade Chronicles Three, which is coming out like in, what like eight days or something like that, it's pretty close. It's a week from this Friday, so it's right around the corner. Wow. I've, I've been doing all this stuff. So I so I beat Xenoblade Chronicles 2, and then I jumped right into uh Xenoblade Chronicles 2 Torna edition or Torna the Golden Country, that's what it's called. And that was the D, the $30 DLC that you could get. Um that it came out I don't know how much longer after Xenoblade 2 did. And it, it's actually really good. And while while I was playing Xenoblade uh the Torna Golden Country, or as Jess was calling it Town and Country, which it kinda sounds like that. But uh <laughs> But uh, yeah, um, it's, as you play it, you realize that a lot of the same things that are in Xenoblade Chronicles Three are in Torna Country. So if I would have played this game like when it came out, I would have known exactly what Xenoblade Chronicles Three was going to be because the way the like the way the fighting works in that game, it really mirrors what you see in Xenoblade Chronicles Three. Like Xenoblade, Chron- like I even went back and watched the direct again, and they just put out a new trailer today. Which is like a shorter version of the direct. It basically tells you everything from the direct, but in eight minutes instead of like twenty minutes or whatever. It's a much more uh, smaller one, and you should watch it. It's good. But uh, they talk about how you you know how you can go to campsites and how you can uh, how you can like make make a armor and make and uh, you know make a food and stuff like that. You can do all that in Torna in the, in the Torna game. Like you can do all that shit. Um, you can't in, in three. You can make uh, gems that you can put in your weapons, which you could do in one. That's not in two. But like a lot of that same stuff, like you could, you know, you stay at the campsite and that's how you level up. You can stay, you know, you could sleep and your characters can level up a certain amount of levels depending on where they're at. Like from, from sleeping at the thing and you can get specific uh, conversations at the campsites also. And you can make, you can make food and, uh, and like equipable items and stuff like that, which is all in three. So I was like, oh, well, there it is. Also in, uh, in Torna. You can you can uh, change you can actually use you can actually play as your blades, which you couldn't do that in two, which is really cool. So you could like uh, you know there's there, there's like a there's a combo system in the game we kind of talked about it before where there's like where there's like break it's break topple launch and smash is basically what you do to combo to like do extra damage. So like you break the guy and then you topple them. And what you can do in this is, like, you can basically do break with one character, and then when you switch to your blade, your blade will come in and topple them like that. You can do the same thing with, like, one character, like, launches them up, and then you switch to Mithra, and Mithra comes and smashes them down. Like, when you switch between them. So, and that's what you're going to be able to do in Xenoblade Chronicles 3, because you're going to have six characters, and you'll be able to switch through them all at the same time. So, I think that if they if they keep that whole combo thing where you switch from one to another, and they come in and do it for, do a different move... I think you're gonna see the same thing in three. So, I kind of felt like everything, like all the writing was on the wall for uh, for torna for torna golden country. I'm like, oh well, here it is, right there. Here's what they're what we're gonna see in three. Plus the oroboros, which is like, which to me kind of seems like a less version of the scale, you know, because you can combine two mm-hmm. your characters and you become like this giant monster thing that you can fight with. I'm wondering if it's gonna go outside of the battles because as of right now, they've only say that, said that you can only use it in battles. But playing these Xenoblade Chronicles games, I really do miss, like, the scale from Xenoblade Chronicles X because there's so much area to, to travel in this game. And I kind of wish you would just get a car or something because it kind of takes forever for you to walk from one place to another. I mean, thankfully, you can, you can like, port. You can, like, you can uh, warp all over the place, you know, so you really don't need to walk all over. But, but you know, the world is pretty and it's like to walk Is around. there a
0: horse or something?
1: But there's nothing. No, there's nothing you can ride in, uh, in Xenoblade Chronicles 1 or 2. X was the only one that had the scale that you could fly around with. And that really like changed. We said it before, like seven years ago, or when it came out, it really changed the scale of the game. You know, once you got the scale, cause you could like fly up and, you know, you could move around much quicker. And mm-hmm. I miss that. So I'm hoping that they bring that some way in there.
0: Well, even that you can't fly with a skill for quite a while after you get it. Like that takes a while. Oh yeah. You you're right. You have to, to unlock that,
1: that too. Don't you? Yeah. That's a whole nother so, thing. Yeah.
0: Once you do that, then you unlock the best song in the whole game. Yeah. <laughs> well. In my opinion, it's one of my favorite.
1: It's songs. a pretty it's a pretty good song. I, I, do, I do like that song. The songs are great on this though. Um the they have this cool like jazzy like battle song that almost kinda reminds me of uh, of um of like uh, persona a little bit. Here, I can play it for a second. This song. But that's that's like the battle song, and it kind of reminds me. It feels like a Persona song, you know. Kind of has that like upbeat jazz. You're waiting for somebody to like sing over that. It sounds a lot mm-hmm. like uh, the Persona Four battle scene, battle song, I think. Or yeah. I guess it's also similar to the Five, the one from Five. But yeah, I've uh, cool. I've buried myself deep deep in the Xenoblade world. Like I said, I watched I watched the direct again last night. I watched the new trailer. I, I even watched uh, the Xenoblade Chronicles Two Direct from 2017, <laughs> just because um, just because I was watching the trailer, and you know sometimes YouTube just randomly ch- change uh, chooses whatever you watch after that. So I watched the trailer, <laughs> and then it started playing the Xenoblade Chronicles Two Direct from 2017. I was like, ah, oh, whatever, I'll leave it on, and it was like it's like 15 minutes long. So I watched it, and I was like, oh wow, they really tell you a lot of shit right off the bat here. <laughs> like they show they show like Rex getting killed. I guess he does get killed pretty early in the game. And they show like all the characters that you use, like even ones that aren't going to be, they were, that were originally villains, but then they become part of your team later. They show you all that shit and they really break down the, the fighting mechanics a lot in that direct. I should have just paid attention to it when it came out. And then I would have, uh, then I would have, take, wouldn't have taken me so long to get through the game because I, you know, cause I just did not pay attention to the battle stuff at all until I got stuck. And then I just gave up, you know? And then I came back later and, you know, I got through that and I played it for like a hundred plus or whatever, almost a hundred hours. And then I got all the way pretty much to the end. I was pretty close to the end. And then I stopped playing it for whatever reason. And I think I only had like six or seven hours left maybe in the game, like to get through. And then I beat that finally. But I think the battle system is really good. And it looks like they're going to use the same, the same type of battle system for Xenoblade three from what, from what I've seen. So I'm really excited about playing that, about playing Xenoblade three and it's only going to get it's only going to get more complicated cuz now you can now you can change all the classes of people and you can build up your aura and all that stuff and it's going to be fun even though it's from what i've seen of the new like uh like special moves that you do or, or the super moves in Xenoblade Chronicles 3 they're not a, there is no QTE no quick time events mm-hmm. which is weird because all the other ones have that so it's going to be really strange to see it not in there and i'm wondering how it's going to work without that but yeah i've just i'm just kind of like just dove right into that and in that Xenoblade thing. And I'm going to, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm planning on doing a Xenoblade Chronicles updates every week until three happens. So we'll have like, what we'll have one, have one more next week, I guess at least. So if I, if I get, if I beat Torna, which I think I might be at the end of Torna, cause I got to Malos again, like Malos and Torna is a prequel to Xenoblade Chronicles too. So, it's kind of like you see all these characters in there, where it's like, well, I know what's going to happen to you. I know you're, you know, I, I know what's going to happen here because I know the end of this. You know, I'm not going to beat you now because you have to beat you way later. But uh, I guess when I said I was a uh, in a Xenoblade world and playing as a Z- in, as a Xenoblade girl, the main character is a girl in Xenoblade Chronicles Two Torna Country, so it's like your main character. But it's yeah, it's it's, it's got a, it's got a cool story, and and they've kind of you can tell that they kind of like took. Took what people had said about Xenoblade Chronicles 2* and kind of worked it out better. Like you don't, like you don't have to like unlock any blades. There's no like gotcha mechanics or anything like that. Like they still, they they still have like where you can only open or interact with certain things if you have your if you have your um blades like have a certain ability, but it doesn't, it isn't tied to like submissions and all that. It's only to like opening a treasure chests and stuff like that. So I feel like they really tried to make a little bit better. Plus they. Right off the bat, they really try to explain the battle system better. Right at right at the top of this one, and I think it's a little bit easier to do like a, to do blade combos like that interact that are you know that are the same and, and have higher uh, higher damage and all that stuff. So they they kind of tried to explain things better, and I think I think they should make it they should just make it free on Nintendo Switch Online. They've been doing that with a lot of their extra DLC stuff, like they did it with the um, with the Splatoon Octo whatever Octolink stuff. They oh, should right. do they should do it with uh with um with uh Xenoblade Chronicles also. Just make Torner Edition free so people can play it. Because I think it's I think it gives give, will give you a great idea of what Xenoblade Chronicles 3 has in store for you from playing that. Oh, and it also has a really cool thing, like they, they did a really cool thing with the sub submissions, where in this one you kinda like you're building a community. So like whenever you meet somebody, they like they get added to your community. There's this is like something you can check on your menu at any time. And when somebody has, like, a, a mission for you to do, when you do that mission, you you get, like, kind of, like, a you, it builds to, into your community. So, like, it'll say, like, all right, you're community level one, and you have to do, like, ten missions before you get to community level two. Okay. And when you get to level two, you get more missions, like, more side missions. So, I feel like it made them a little bit more important, you know, to, like, build your community and all that. And I think they're doing that with the third one, too, like, where you can actually, like... I don't know, that's a cool way to, like, build the towns that you're at, where you're actually doing the submissions aside from, like, giving you, like, experience points and, and money or whatever, also will, like, help build the community. Like, in Xenoblade Chronicles 1, there was a town that you went to where you had to, like, you had to, like, go find people to bring them to the town, kind of like Terrytown Town in uh, Legend of Zelda, mm-hmm. like, same sort of thing. And you had to, like, build up the town and, like, you know, like, and, and, and if you built it up high enough, you could get, like, much better weapons there than you could anywhere else, like that type of thing. It would be cool if they do that around like just doing like side missions and not necessarily just going and finding random characters in other towns like how it was in Xenoblade Chronicles 1. I think that Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is going to somehow bring Xenoblade Chronicles X into the world. That's my that's my thoughts on that. I think we're going to see it's going to bring that in there because because that as of right now, the stories don't really exist like the Xenoblade Chronicles X story. Doesn't exist, but kind of. I don't know the way the way these like main characters are like clones or whatever. They only live for like ten years. It kind of reminds me of like whatever was going on in Xenoblade Chronicles X. Do you remember how they like weren't people, but they had like they had like some sort of like souls that they kept in a jar or whatever? Do you remember that weird shit in, in Xenoblade Chronicles X?
0: They had, I don't know if I remember that.
1: They, where they weren't actually real people, they were like they were like clones, but they had like their souls were like on the spaceship or something like that, coming from. From New L.A.? Like, there was some there was some weird shit going on in there. So but they're kind of, like,
0: being broadcast to an Avatar, right? That's what it was.
1: Kind of, yeah. And I guess these new characters sort of remind me of that, I guess. But also the new one has, like, the whole, like, sort of, like, Romeo and Juliet, like, minus the romance and all that. Where these like, these, like, two factions are fighting each other. And in the new trailer, they pretty much spoil, like, the first however many hours of the game. Basically showing, like, how these... Because your team that you have has, like, three people from one side and three people from another side. And I guess they were fighting each other, and then they end up becoming a team, and then they fight together. Like, So it's like bringing the two warring factions together and all that stuff. Which I didn't know that until I saw the trailer today. I was like, oh, okay, well, that's kind of a spoiler. But whatever. But yeah, I'm, uh, I, it, it can't come out soon enough. And apparently it's getting leaked in some places. Like, some places are selling Xenoblade Chronicles 3, like, already. Uh, I saw somebody put that on Twitter, but they didn't say where. Like, if it was a specific place, I might go try to find it. But, but you know, like any sort of big game, they all get they all get leaked out early. But I think it's cool. I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited to see another Xenoblade game, and it's cool that Nintendo, like, I feel like this is something that I've been wanting for like ever. You know, Nintendo finally has like a you know a good like RPG series like under the belt that isn't like Mario, or whatever. You know, like doesn't have like is actually you know, it is its own thing and it has its own like world and its own lore and its own characters. And
0: I'd say, yeah, it's on par with like, maybe not the same gameplay style, but it's like a tales or like a persona for Nintendo.
1: I mean, I think I would, I mean, I would say that it's, that it's on par with some of the newer final fantasy stuff. Like, I think it's better <laughs> than a lot of that, you know, but it's just, what cool. I mean, on yeah. par
0: as far as like level wise, I just meant like same gameplay style, I guess.
1: Probably. Oh, okay. Sort of. Yeah.
0: And I with it's like install base and it's like mainstream nature. I mean, it's really exploded like Final Fantasy, like Dragon Quest. like Oh yeah. Yeah. These other series.
1: Yeah. And it's, well, it's cool that you'll be able to play all three of them on the switch. I mean, well two, you know, two was a switch game, but you know, it's cool that they brought one on there and all that. And now three, and now you'll have 300 hours of Xenoblade that you can play right there. But it's just cool to see them have like a, and it feels to me, it feels like a, I mean, it feels like a modern RPG, you know, it feels different from like the turn-based stuff. Like I, you know, it feels different from, from most, from most RPGs. So I really, I really dig it and I'm really looking forward to it. So it's really on my list. And of course I, I already preloaded Live Alive cause that comes out on Friday. So I was going to try. I was that.
0: wondering, I was going to ask you if you were going to play that.
1: Yeah, I preloaded it. So I, I was preloaded it cuz I wanted to get both the games and I didn't want to pay for both them at the same time so I just Did uh, you
0: finish all the scenarios in the demo?
1: I didn't know. Actually, you know what? I heard the game's not very long. Like Live Live is only yeah, about 20 hours total. Same. So uh I figured I'm just going to I'm just going to just play it in its full version so I don't have to get cut off, you know, mid cuz you made it sound like there's not much to the demo. Like it's only like 20 30 minutes per character maybe or maybe an hour yeah. that you get.
0: Not an hour, probably 23.
1: Yeah. So I figured I was like, I'll just wait and just play it just outright. And then I can just kind of go whatever, go whatever order that I want to go. Actually, I really wanted to play it with Jess because I thought they would really enjoy it. So, because, you know, it's like, it's like Octopath, but not bad and not 100 hours. But, you know, so, I mean, are are you still planning on picking that one up?
0: Yes. Especially now that it didn't come out a couple of weeks ago like I thought. I got confused and uh, was a little overwhelmed because I couldn't that and everything else but yeah i think i'll get it this week and that'll be part of my uh new controller new lease of life on switch
1: (laughs) it'll be it'll be part of you uh coming back to the fray you know you could always oh i guess i'm sure your i was gonna say your joy cons are probably fucked up too but you could always just use use the old joy con connector and just make your you know just make a controller out of that. Put the joy, two joy Joy-Cons together, and
0: I wouldn't want to do that with Monster Hunter. I I could do it with probably Live Alive, but not Monster Hunter.
1: Yeah, because it, it requires better control and all that. Mm-hmm. More. Precise, I need a, so. I need a
0: chunkier thing in my hands for that game.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, Live Alive comes out this weekend. There was a new uh, there's a new like shark costume that you can get on a. I saw that on a Switch Sports. So I've been trying to unlock that. I guess so. You can I, reenact I the
0: uh, Katy Perry Super Bowl performance.
1: Sure, I can dance badly. Well, I, I think it, I mean it's Shark Week right now, right? I, I've already seen that. Well, or Shark Month, whatever. There's shark stuff happening around around the world right now. So. Isn't there
0: shark stuff in wrestling? Even
1: shark related? Yeah, there's like there was a Shark Tank thing that happened tonight that I haven't seen yet. So don't tell me anything about it. But uh, I know they're going to put. Some yeah, people I'll on a tell shark you tank. all about
0: it because I watched it.
1: Well, you probably follow people on Twitter who spoil it all the time. I do actually
0: will follow people. On that's Twitter why I
1: try Twitter. to not be on Twitter.
0: That's how I knew it was Shark Week on AEW. I'll tell you, it's crazy. They that anytime there's an AEW event, it takes over Twitter.
1: Like it's that's why I don't. That's why I try to like not get on there more so it, yeah. than
0: like a lot of other sports. Like with this, well, with the depend- exception of like. Uh, World Cup stuff. I mean, I guess it, I it, it
1: it depends. It depends on who you follow, you know. Like, like yeah. me, stupidly, I actually follow some wrestlers. So, like, there was a there was a there was like a pay per view that I really wanted to watch, where um where uh, what was it a uh, Hangman Adam Page like he won the won the world championship belt, and I followed him on Twitter, and I just man it happened to check Twitter like right after the the pay per view had happened, and it just showed him with the belt. <laughs> There's a picture of him holding the belt. So I'm like. Okay, well, spoilers. Well, have, now I know.
0: On the app <laughs> on the phone, happened. it's like uh, I think it's the same on the computer. It's like uh, you have the trending tab for yourself which is like their recommended stuff and then there's like yeah. the actual trending tab. That's the what I'm talking about. The actual trending tab.
1: Oh, still has AEW stuff on it? It's like yeah.
0: completely populated by AEW stuff anytime there's an event.
1: Oh, okay. I thought you were just talking because I, I follow a lot of people who watch wrestling. so yeah. So my Twitter is just filled with wrestling shit
0: i accidentally followed sega a long time ago and i'll be going through my recommended trending and i won't realize i've crossed that little line where it switches to sega oh yeah whoa sega is fucking trending like crazy oh wait i'm not on that tab yeah my no one cares about afterburner that much
1: (laughs) towards the end of my yeah trending stuff it will just show me like doom stuff like here's a bunch of Doom shit, and I'm like, I don't know why it does that. But uh, no, speaking of uh, speaking of wrestling, actually, I guess this could would have to do with this part of the show uh, on like stuff that we played and stuff that we bought, which I didn't say that yet. But we can put the god god item now. I guess here, um, I did buy tickets for a wrestling event coming up in September, in the first week of September. It's Ooh. another one of those uh, three day events because uh, I guess basically what they do is whenever they have a pay per view somewhere they do like two extra days. So I basically am going like Wednesday, Friday and Sunday on that first week of September and it's All Out, which is that pay-per-view that I went to last year. So I already bought tickets for that cuz that just went on sale last week. Nice. So that was the other that was the other thing that I got, which is video game related enough. You know, at one point I'm pretty sure they said that their wrestling game was going to release at the same time as All Out. That's obviously not going to happen because we haven't even seen like a full trailer of it really. Aside from just like one, you know, one character in the game, like fighting somebody, you know, so I don't think it's going to get released in September, but there might be a trailer attached to the pay-per-view like you never know that could be, that would be cool. Cause I feel like they've been working on this game forever and I would like to know when it will, when it will end, when it will ever, you know, come to it. But yeah, I think, uh, I think that's it for me.
0: I think yeah, I've- I wish I had had I had been able to buy something. I guess if I was going to announce something for the week that I thought was kind of cool, uh, in my personal life, cats. My two cats turned ten on July fifteenth. Oh wow, Keenan and Yeah, so y- you guys have seen them in the background of any any of the five dollar patrons have seen them in these videos. So
1: I think we've heard yeah. it, even people who just listen to the audio. I'm sure they've we've heard them talk about how one of them has destroyed the feed at some point or. Or yeah. d- destroyed the computer or whatever. Like his, or like didn't, didn't they like sit on would like sit on systems or like turn off? Uh, they've done all sorts of shenanigans, like just uh, you know, causing havoc constantly with the with the podcast or streaming or whatever else. It seems like so they're no notori- yeah. they're notorious for fucking shit up. But uh, happy birthday to those two.
0: Yep, happy birthday to those guys. Yep, and not me. It's not my birthday.
1: Nope. To the cats. All right, well, uh, that's good for what we've been doing, what we've been playing. Let's take a break, and then we'll come back. Sounds good to me. And talk about other things that are in the news.
0: Just go to patreon.com slash podcast and... Hey, Mario, let go! Whoa, 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 whoa,
2: whoa, whoa, whoa. He's throwing us back to the show! So long, Bowser! Ah! Ah,
1: patreon.com slash
2: Game over!
1: about the news. Uh, actually, you know what? There's there's a decent amount of uh, games releasing this week. So, let's talk about the new releases.
0: of oh, well, we weeks came
1: back from the break. Another uh wallet-breaking week or whatever. Uh Baldur's Gate 2 or no, not Baldur's Gate 2. Baldur's Gate 2 is already on Switch. Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance 2 came out this week for 29.99. And I think that was a GameCube game, right? Wasn't that game on GameCube? The the yeah. original Dark Alliance 2? I think it's you loved, ha- yeah. I think you have it.
0: I have the Dark Alliance. Yeah, maybe it is two.
1: Yeah, I, th- I thought I thought that there was only two and not one. Anyway, Dark Alliance I one.
0: It at yeah. re- disc replay for super cheap.
1: Well, you could buy it for thirty dollars on Switch, which I'm not going to do. But uh, <laughs> Dark Alliance one. I remember the only thing I remember is they said that the water looked really cool. So you know, water effects. Hey, I'll go back and you know, check. It. it was real. It was real smooth looking on the Switch. I don't know how, if it looked as good on GameCube, but you know, it's a it's an action RPG spinoff of Baldur's Gate. Also, Red Out Two, another game trying to, you know, trying to harness that F Zero. It's it's kind of a little bit more like Wipeout, I think, than F Zero. I actually ended up I bought Red Out One because one of our guests um, said that I should get it, and I actually didn't really care for it. So <laughs> I don't think I'm going to get Red Out Two. But it, it, I it recall
0: was, I can't remember who it was. I remember someone talking
1: about it. It was um, backstage. Yeah, back it was, back it was a backstage gaming podcast. They said that they were playing it when they were here. Gotcha. Yeah. Back to backstage gaming podcast. I think the the main reason I did, couldn't really get into it is because it is like much more like Wipeout than F Zero. It's not it's not scratching the F Zero X the X Zero itch that I have. It's more of a Wipeout game, which I understand people like that game, and I couldn't really get into the first one. Uh, supposedly the one on Switch isn't running all that well, from what I could tell. I mean, it runs okay, I guess, but not great from uh, from reviews. So whatever. But uh, Capcom Arcade Second Stadium comes out on Thursday. I actually have two free games for that game for that game because I got them with the uh, with the Capcom arcade whatever it is um, the the Capcom Fighting Collection that I got came with two free arcade games for for the Capcom Stadium number two. So I can finally use those codes that I have on that, which I got, like, way ahead of the thing. If you go through and look at all the arcades that are on Capcom Arcade 2nd Stadium, uh, a lot of the stuff that's on the Street Fighter collection and a lot of stuff that's on the Capcom Fighting collection are on there, but weirdly enough, there's no online. Like, there's no online for the arcade. It's, it's, it's strange, because you can play all these games online if you have, like, the, the Fighting collection or the Street Fighter 30th Anniversary collection, but you can't play them online through here, so that doesn't make any sense to me.
0: And I, maybe I that's know. intentional so that, you'll buy this so you'll get the collection <laughs> yeah
1: i mean you can you can buy all the games it looks like they're kind of selling them for around like four dollars each or something like that or you can buy all of them for 40 mean, um, there is some really good stuff in there if you are interested in fighting games like you know they basically all of the um uh all of like the dark stalker stuff that was in fighting collection is in here you can buy it in here not to mention like the street fighter alpha like stuff like that is in there as well which i still play that's been a great like editing game for me is to still like just play the old i was playing street fighter alpha 2 actually when I was editing and waiting for Pokemon Puzzle League to come out, I was playing Alpha 2. Which is all those games are great. But I played I played Alpha One, I played two, and I played a, I played a shit ton of three, so I wanted to try to play some of the other ones that I didn't that I hadn't played as much. But I mean, yeah, if you want to try out some of those fighting games without just getting a whole collection, you can get some of them for like $3.99 and do it that way. Bright Memory Infinite Gold Edition is like a first person shooter that's supposed to be really cool looking. I've seen some mixed reviews around it. It's coming out for twenty dollars. I'm actually kinda interested in it. But I might, but I might wait. I might wait for. Uh,
0: is this for, one of those games sale. that's been out on Steam already, or you can check it out elsewhere if you're probably for yeah. impressions. I mean,
1: I'm no, ne- I've never heard of it before. I, I only heard about it when it was releasing on Switch, and it's got. It, there's like some sword fighting in it too. Like, it, I watched a little bit of a review of it, and it looks kind of cool. But uh, I don't know. It's kind of one of those things that I'm like, I could wait for a sale on that. Uh, R- River City Saga: Three Kingdoms, which is basically, um, you know, R- the River City Ransom game, but taking place in like feudal japan and all that i actually bought this game for 3ds for like five dollars because it was on sale on the 3ds eShop. shop so i have this game already on my 3ds and, and i haven't played it what? but but i have it but now it's i didn't even know that it was but now it's coming to switch you know as you will probably see with a lot of 3ds stuff which is gonna get swept under the rug and um i guess they they kind of changed that up a little bit too like they they redid some of the 'Cause I 'cause they're saying that you can still add funds as of right now on there, or maybe they added that back and it won't be taken away until the end of August now, instead of uh instead of like May when it originally was. And they're giving it an exact date. So March twenty seventh of twenty twenty three will be will be when you'll no longer be able to get anything. But you'll still be able to like re download stuff and all that. Like kinda like what they did with the Wii with the Wii Shop and all that. So that's the latest thing about the Wii U and the three D S stuff. So I was hoping that maybe, maybe like there's gonna be some part in Xenoblade Chronicles 3, where where you get where they connect that with Xenoblade Chronicles X, and the next year they're gonna release Xenoblade Chronicles X for 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 Nintendo Switch. That's what I'm that's what I'm thinking, because it seems like Monolith just wants to bring everything onto Switch. I I saw this was like a fake tweet one time, but I remember somebody made like a fake like Xenosaga collection for Switch. I would like for them to do that too, because I actually I actually played Xenosaga when I first bought my PS2 and I didn't like it and I returned it and I did not finish it because I thought it was too hard, but I'd like to go back and try it again. Now that I've, now that I've played so much of uh, the Xenoblade stuff, maybe it would help. I always wanted
0: to play Xeno gears like way back, like PS one.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, I I mean, you can buy it for, I mean, you can probably buy it for your PS4 for like $9, like in the virtual console or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I know, I know for PS3, you could buy it for like nothing for next for less than 10 bucks. Like as a PlayStation One title, it might even be because um, they have that like premium PlayStation Plus service now, where you can play the old PlayStation games, which I still want to check that out and see how that is. But uh, you might even be able to get through there for free. I don't know, but uh,
0: but isn't that streaming?
1: I don't know. I do not know. I thought I thought it worked similar to uh, yeah. I don't know. I thought it, I thought it would work like the Nintendo Switch Online, but I, but I guess not. I don't know. I still I still want to try it out,
0: but yeah. I, don't uh, know. I mean, I am a PS fanboy, so. Maybe I
1: will. Yeah, now that you've been playing that one, there is another first-person shooter game on here that I do want to check out, like, more than the other one. There's a game called Severed Steel, which I actually heard is pretty cool. It's basically kind of like neon white a little bit. It's like okay. one of those, like, just super over-the-top uh, first-person shooters where you can do all sorts of crazy stuff. You can, like, jump through windows, and you can kind of, like, slide and kick people. And it's all about, like, comboing different things and all that. I watched a review of it last night that made it look really, really cool.
0: It's got the right... uh. Just looking at the uh, screenshots, it's got the right color palette for a neo futuristic shooter.
1: Yeah, no, I, I heard I heard it plays really well too on Switch, and it's a lot of fun. Like just go through. Um, you know, I don't like I said. I'm I'm kind of I'm I'm uh, in the Xenoblade world, and I'm ready to jump on Live Alive and hopefully get that done before Xenoblade Chronicles Three. So I'm not really. I'm trying to, like, not overload the games here. I'm in kind of this cool place right now where I'm just playing, like, one game at a time and actually so are
0: enjoying you more, it. So you'd rather get through Live Alive than uh, Torna?
1: No, I'm I'm, I'm probably going to finish Torna in the next couple days. Okay. Yeah. Like, I think I'm at the end of Torna, actually. I think I'm at the last boss. So I think it's almost done. It's, it's, not, it's not very long. I've been playing it for, like, 15 hours, I think, and I think they said it was around, like, 20. So, I mean, I'm stuck. I'm stuck in the final boss, and I was trying to... I was trying to look online and find guides to see how to beat him, and I think he's the final boss. So there's not that much to it. You know, it's a it's an extra thing. It's probably along the same uh, length as uh, Future Connected. But yeah, my, my hopes was to get through Torna and then play Live Alive and then play Xenoblade Chronicles 3 and hopefully maybe get back to playing some of uh, Neon White again. Actually, I, I remembered I was thinking about Neon White the other day. I remember why I stopped playing Neon White. And I don't know if you got this far yet, but have you got to the point where you have to fight a boss in Neon White? Okay, because that was why I stopped playing because I got stuck because I didn't know how to fight this boss. Because it's kind of hard to fight a boss in this game because you only have a limited amount of ammo, and you know everything is like be- made to do in a certain way because of timing and all that. And it just kind of like kind of like just dro- like made the game like brought it to a complete stop to me because I just did not know what to do with this level. Because i never fought a boss before in the game and I was just running out of ammo and I couldn't jump anywhere because I didn't have any ammo and I couldn't like jump to where the boss was to hit him and I just did not know what to do. So once you get there, hopefully we we can like compare notes and figure out how to get past it because yeah, that was like I guess that was the main reason that I stopped playing it was because I just did not know did not know what to do. But yeah, this Steverage steel game looks pretty cool. I mean, I don't know if I'll get it at full price, but it's definitely on my list. And of course Live Alive comes out on Friday for $49.99, $10 less than your regular full video game purchase, but it's looking pretty good. It seems to be getting reviewed very well, fairly well and all that, so I'm excited to check it out.
0: Looks like they actually put some love into it, you know. Well, from what I've played, I really like the look. I'd say better than Octopath, I think that it's managed better than it was in that game.
1: I just like to see uh you know, the 2D HD, and of course, uh, this is a Super Nintendo game from the 90s, that w- or Super Famicom game that just wasn't released here, and I, I don't know if this was from Reggie or something like that, but I read it on Twitter, um, one of those articles was uh, saying that the main reason that Live Alive didn't come out here was that it didn't sell that well in Japan, even, when it came out. It kind of wasn't as popular in Japan as they had expected, and that's why they kind of shelved it for for America, is what they were saying, was was a big part of it, so... I don't know, but now it's uh, you know great time to bring it back. When you heard it,
0: was it ninety five or ninety seven? I thought it was, I I thought it was
1: like I thought it was like ninety four, ninety five. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't it know. It was the, in the it was in the day.
0: midst of the golden age of RPGs, just like Moon. Well, Moon was ninety seven, I think.
1: Well, Moon was Moon was more like a PlayStation one PS thing. PS one, right? yeah, yeah. Uh, ninety four, yeah, I was right. September 2nd, ninety
0: four. Oh, so that was even before Final Fantasy six, right? Well, at least here. I guess I don't. It might have been released way before that in Japan. I don't know. Final Fantasy VI came out here in I think in '94, but like late '94.
1: Uh, according to yeah, it's pretty it's pretty close because um, it says April. I don't know. I don't know where that. Uh, I was trying to. Where's the? It was just showing the release date. Oh, it says uh, April April second, nineteen ninety four, and that and that may have been in Japan. It was the release yeah. date of Final Fantasy VI.
0: So they're at least, like, around the same time, but shit was, like, moving lightning quick back then, it seems.
1: I remember I got it. You know what? That could have been the time, because I got it for my birthday, which was in May, and it had just come out, so I don't know.
0: I know I played it in 95, but that was the same year Chrono Trigger came out, and then I played, yeah, I played that and Chrono Trigger the same year and Yoshi's Island. It was a good year for me. With Kami,
1: yeah, it was uh, that was that excellent birthday where I got Final Fantasy VI and Blackthorn on the same day. Wow! So that's almost as good as when I got Super Metroid and Ken Griffey Jr. That was that was one of my birthdays as well. Ken Griffey Jr. and Super Metroid. I think I think uh, Blackthorn and Final Fantasy VI is well. I don't know. Super Metroid's really good. So they're both they're pretty close as far as great birthdays go. But yeah. Anyway, moving on. Uh, there's been some. Uh, there's been some like um, whatever new rumors about what became of the uh, Advance Wars re-release. Or at least, uh, according to a Swedish retailer, they're thinking that it's going to be released at the end of February. And I don't know. That can make sense to me, I guess. Put it out next next year.
0: I and, yeah. It's definitely pushing it out far enough that it's it seems reasonable that you know by then. Hopefully, I mean, hopefully by then.
1: Did you? uh have you have you seen? I've seen some like. Probably not like reputable Twitter stuff, but I've seen stuff saying that uh, that the reason that Goldeneye didn't come out for like the Switch and uh, and Xbox was because of uh, the Ukraine war as well. Have you seen anything about that? I've seen people say that as well. That that's what.
0: Well, it's, I it's, mean, it's, it's funny it's, for
1: them saying for a thing that was never actually announced to like explain why it was delayed. Like, it's just like that's true within yeah. this world of like this is not a thing that was ever officially announced, but you're like, oh, well, it was never announced because of this. It's like saying, well, like, oh, well, the Metroid Prime trilogy wasn't announced because you know, this thing was that just never really existed, but they just kept talking about it existing and all that, you know. But I, I mean, I, I would, yeah, that's cool. Put there's it a, there's a
0: ripple effect, and I think ukraine's like far more important to like the global food economy than a lot of people realize and well even that 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 i realized and i read some stuff about it recently that uh you know they grow a a shit ton of grain and stuff there that supplies a lot of that part of the world so it's just kind of like the ripple effect's going to be felt a little later for us but the 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 changes into like release dates or even things even getting started like i believe it all it's a it's a very like destabilizing thing happening there like that entire like quadrant of the world is very mixed up right now
1: yeah i think uh the same swedish retailer had also said that metroid prime trilogy was going to come out in uh june of uh <laughs> last month so i don't know oh, take yeah. it with a grain of salt but i mean but i i just think uh, them releasing this in february would make sense because they don't really have anything else going on in february i mean we you know as aside from breath of the wild 2 which is still just kind of who knows when the fuck that's going to happen like people think march people think later whatever but as far as like early next year like you know we don't really have anything yet for that from nintendo so
0: i think a lot of
1: it makes sense as a time to release i think a l-
0: delaying this game is also smart because of like just you know pushing it farther away from i mean it's been a long time since uh I can't even remember what it's called that really awesome Chucklefish game
1: a war groove
0: yeah, war groove, so it's further away from war groove, but it's also like there was the uh a square one that came out within the last year that was kind of a big deal, what was it project strategy triangle strategy
1: oh triangle strategy yeah well that that came out at the beginning of this year, yeah,
0: I'm just saying like. Nintendo is probably doing themselves a service in that regard to just getting away from these other RTSs that are getting released, which Advanced Wars isn't quite the same. I think it's a little bit more simplified, but it still would benefit from being alone in the market in its type when it comes
2: out.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's like, what else is releasing in February? Like, I don't know. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it could be, it could do pretty well if, like, yeah, if nothing else is going on. Like, definitely don't release it on Oct- in October, like how everything else is getting released then. So, Cool. One of the Oddworld games is coming out. I don't Soulstorm. I only played one Oddworld game, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know any of these.
0: I've heard about them, but I've never played them.
1: I played the very first one on PlayStation One, just because I had watched commercials for it and I was really intrigued by it. And it was kind of like Blackthorn, you know. It's like those those like two D like two D actiony, but like strategy strategy esque stuff. I, I kind of like those games, but Blackthorn was was the best one I think of that type that I played. But yeah, more odd world is coming to the Switch, so cool. Add, add it to the pile. Um, I, I kind of wish that John would have been here for this, but Mario Strikers actually has its first bit of free DLC. And of course, I mean, I should have known this, uh, Daisy has finally got added. I know there was a whole thing about people being upset about Daisy being, being, not being on there. But they're adding, uh basically added Daisy and Shy Guy to the... Uh, Daisy and Shy Guy to to the thing here. I don't know. It's still not really enough for me to, like... I mean, you know, I never bought the game. He never bought the game. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, even John, who is, like, really psyched about it, doesn't seem to be playing... I mean, he doesn't seem to be playing it that much. So, I don't know. I felt like there's not a whole lot to do on it, and plus I don't really... I don't know. Soccer games? Not really my thing. So, I was going to wait and see what they would add in DLC stuff because they said they're going to keep adding stuff. So, you know. But it's cool to see... You know, shy, it's, shy guy is a always a cute character to see on there, and uh, you know they they have this nice this nice little Twitter video like showing all their power ups and all that stuff. I'm sure that's well, enough. It's
0: nice, it's just good to see that it's getting support. You know, yeah, I'm it's sure that's enough got. to
1: get to get John back on there to at least see how they play compared to everybody else.
0: I did look at this uh, Yars game that's coming out Atari announced that's like a um, a brand new version of Yars Revenge, which is like. What's the same guy who did the ET game, but he it was like his big hit. And that's one of the reasons they like requested him. He did something else too. I can't remember another really notable game, but uh for whatever reason, yeah, Yar's Revenge is uh is really well regarded. Like I have a coworker who's like ten years older than me, who played a lot of arcades back in the day, and he's like Really into Yars Revenge. He even has like a Yars Revenge t shirt he wears sometimes. Oh, wow. <laughs> but, really, um,
1: really into it. Really, really into it.
0: I mean, enough that he had, owns a t shirt. Yeah. But that was enough for me to be like, oh, I wonder what Yars Recharged is. And like, maybe it's something I can like bring up at work. You know, like, hey, there's this new Yars come out. It looks cool. I mean, it looks, uh, it looks stylish, stylistic, and less like you're looking at a radar screen or something. Um,
1: I yeah I heard I heard I've heard the name Yars Revenge but I never played it. I mean I talked about my my uh how I feel about Atari games. I just didn't play any of them and I I most of them I just thought were boring and were only exciting for a couple couple minutes so cuz I never had an Atari have no really thing uh, about them.
0: The arcade version was a lot better.
1: Well sure as as most things are. <laughs> Yeah. But I mean this uh, this like small video of this one looks kind of cool. There's like these little wasp things or whatever shooting honeycombs, mm-hmm. whatever.
0: That's literally what the the games I think about like you the human race invaded a, a a world full of aliens and then this is them getting back at you for doing that. I think is what the the plot is of the game. I don't know about this particular one, but the original Yars game. Hence the name Yars Revenge.
1: Yeah. Get your revenge, Yar. So there's a there's a new No Man's Sky update, and it says that it's it is Star Trek as fuck. So that has me intrigued because I like Star Trek. I don't know what that yeah, means. It's
0: kind of reminding me of that Eve game, the Eve Online game, like uh, just where there's like these huge like giant battleships and like freighter ships and stuff that you can incorporate into your fleet. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm not saying they're the same, but that's definitely very Star Trek slash Star Wars, you know, having these giant ships up in space doing shit with them.
1: As long as you can, like, sit in a chair and look at the view screen and be like, forward or engage or whatever. You know, everybody's got their own thing that they say when
0: they. When Real they go great, to huh? Things.
1: I think it was. Make it uh, so. Yeah. What was it? Uh, one of them, like, one guy at on the, the beginning of Discovery said, just like, said go. I think he just said go. And uh, I think Michael says, like, said, like, let's fly. But once once mm. she made it to the to the captain's chair or whatever, but everybody has a different thing. Try to remember yeah. what uh,
0: Janeway said. She was like, "I will show <laughs> you. If you don't do what I say. <laughs>
1: Give me coffee."
0: <laughs> oh wait, no, that was uh, Orange is the New Black. Yeah,
1: but you yeah, no, I mean, I just uh, I this No Man's Sky is supposed to come to Switch at the beginning of October, at the beginning of the onslaught of October games. So I felt like maybe I'd I'd put it to the side because October is also going to be the time for per, for Persona Five and. Uh, and near Automata and I don't know a bunch of other shit too coming coming out in October so I made a whole list of it and sent it to the slack like just to be like here here's all the ones the October is that...
0: another crazy
1: month It is
0: Oh here we go uh No Man's Sky, Near Automata, Marvel's Midnight Suns, Overwatch 2, Mario and Rabbids 2, Persona 5 Royal, Plague Tale Requiem and Bayonetta 3
2: yeah,
1: I was trying. The other big one for me is Bayonetta. So, like, yeah, just even the fact that like Bayonetta, um, Persona, and Nier Automata are like three big ones for me that I just have to play, and that means I'll probably just play a little bit of all of them because they're all coming out right right next to each other. So that sucks.
0: Yeah, I mean it sucks they're all coming out, but you know they'll still be there when you have time for them. That's true, and they're all ports, so it's not like yeah. But I don't you're have the game spoiled for you suddenly. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but I don't, I mean, I don't have them for any other system. I mean, I have, I have Persona 5, but not Persona 5 Royal. I mean, really the one, I mean, the one I really want to play more than anything is Persona 4 Golden, because I loved Persona 4 on PS2. Like, I played it on my PS3, the PS2 version on there, but I thought it was great. Like, I loved it, I loved the characters, I loved, like, the design, I loved the story, and that was the one I'd really love to play on Switch. And apparently 3 is great too, but never, never got around to playing that one. But I was hoping they would come out before. I don't know what's going on with this whole coming soon. And then one of them... I mean, if one of them has the release date for October and we're and it's July now and October's only a few months away, it's like, you know, that's got to be... I don't know. I, I guess coming soon is after that? I don't know how that works. Star Wars Hunters, which was actually on my uh, bingo card for, for the Nintendo Direct that never happened. Um, Star Wars <laughs> Hunters got delayed until 2023. And it's actually been delayed before like it was originally it was originally announced in 2021 it was supposed to come out in 2021 it was delayed to 2022 and now it's getting delayed to 2023 and if anybody doesn't remember what Star Wars Hunters was it was uh, going to be a free to play um i guess like a deathmatch type game is kind of what i was getting from it kind of like Overwatch i guess but with Star Wars characters mm. is kind of what i gathered from it
0: but i mean something it, that requires like crazy server space that might have something to do with their delay
1: yeah could be I remember somebody actually. There was somebody who posted on uh on the like NVC Facebook group who actually worked on the game, and I remember talking to them or trying to get them to be on the show or whatever, but they couldn't say anything about it. I know like all that Star Wars stuff is real tight-lipped. I had a friend. Mm-hmm. I have a friend that worked on one of those shows. Couldn't say anything about it. So yeah. Oh, uh, here's one we should talk about. So Nintendo uh, acquired Dynamo Pictures and plans to rename it Nintendo Pictures. And I don't know if you saw this but uh when somebody uh, pointed out that in uh, in the original uh, UNN or um, Elite Beat Agents game on 3DS, there's a part where you help out a director and if you look at the slate, the slate is the the thing you clap in front of the camera, you mm-hmm. know, to uh, it's basically to keep so the camera knows what the time code is. I own two slates, so that's that's my world. But uh anyway, on the slate, you see Nintendo Pictures on it on the um, on the Elite Beat Agents game, so that's that's kind of cool that it already existed before it existed. Now it doesn't really have anything to do with each other, but you know, you could say they predicted it, but it was just it was just them being funny, you know, just being like Nintendo mm. Pictures. Here we're making Nintendo movies, but yeah, they're buying some uh, animation studio right to to focus it more on Nintendo stuff.
0: Yeah. And uh honestly not too surprised that they would eventually do something like this. It's just kind of like, oh, they've already outsourced the Mario movie, so like why are they buying like why are they getting a movie studio now? Like why not have done that first and then made the Mario movie? <laughs> yeah, right.
1: Isn't the Mario like, maybe, movie maybe supposed maybe... to isn't the Mario movie supposed to happen in February also?
0: That did get delayed to yeah. next year. I don't remember what month. I ago.
1: thought that was supposed to be in February also. So yeah, when so when you see the Mario movie and you're disappointed uh, go get yourself uh, Advance Wars and blow up some shit.
0: I'm looking now. This was, yeah, a curse of the podcast thing. This happened like right after re- we recorded last week. Because um, I was like, I feel like I'm the one who posted this in the Slack. And I went back and it's like all the way like six days ago. Um, I think I just happened to be awake in the dead of the night when it was announced. Sure. But yeah, uh, it's I that- don't know. Like, if nothing else, that's there. Like, it's kind of like with Monolith, they'll have somebody like, dedicated to like the CGI or the cutscenes perhaps
1: yeah I mean just yeah grab another thing like I'm uh I'm surprised that Nintendo I the Nintendo hasn't tried to buy like platinum or something like that because platinum's done a lot of stuff for them you know I think I, I think I saw somewhere an article saying that platinum saying that they're that they are a lot of their games performed a lot better on switch that or at least we well, you know switch like rescued bayonetta and all that but but I'm surprised mm-hmm. they don't just like just try to buy them outright you know especially I mean, after damn like near second party. Yeah, I mean, well, we had that one, the one weird game with the Pokemon style things, which mm. I forget what it was called. It was it was uh, Astral Chain because there's the Astral mm. Chain game that was that was a uh, exclusive that's supposed to be like three games that they made. Not to mention like the Bayonetta stuff, and now we have near Automata coming from flat from Platinum as well. So yeah, uh, the Mario movie is supposed to is is ex- they're saying April of 2023 right now, so early April. So not quite February, but there you go. That's what's happening with that.
0: Stuff to break up the monotony of spring twenty twenty three. Yeah, whatever's happening then. I doubt it will be monotonous. I do think like it's worth talking about this Lego Atari twenty six hundred a little bit. I looked at this a little bit and uh, okay, it's it's just fucking rad. Like it's nice to see that treatment that was given to the, the Nintendo sculptures on the uh, the Atari. End. it's it's going to be expensive, and it's another thing I'm not going to buy. But it, it pitch perfect looks like, you know, the wood grain twenty six hundred that we all know, and um it even includes uh game packs of adventure, centipede, and asteroids.
1: Yeah, I'm look I'm looking at the, the Lego Atari right now, and you really gotta look close for you to figure out that it's actually Lego and not just a regular console. Like it does look pretty good. So
0: yeah, that I'll blockiness that. lends itself well to the style of the day.
1: Yeah, right. Um, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I think it looks. I think it looks pretty good. You can put it right next to your NES, your Lego NES, if you have one yeah. of those. Just like start. You know, there were the mini consoles. Now you do the Lego consoles. Also, put them all next to each other.
0: It does remark in this Polygon article that it's two thousand five hundred thirty-two pieces. You are so close, Lego.
1: What to making it two thousand six hundred pieces? Yeah, that'd be a lot more.
0: But it looks like it has little sculptures inside of it and stuff and little like uh, extra surprises within the cartridges that you can do like a little adventure, like a mini adventure diorama or not even a diorama. It's like a little. Well, I guess it is tiny diorama of that and then uh, centipede and asteroids. I don't know. It looks cool. I mean, anybody that's been collecting this video game Lego stuff, I think this will fit right into your collection.
1: Yeah. Put it right next to your NES if you have one. Or maybe you'll want one after you make this Atari or something. Super Mario Sunshine, uh, the best Mario game of all time, uh, has its 20th anniversary right now.
0: Yeah, I've seen both. I've seen articles that are, it was the best and it was the worst both. So I love that. It's such a divisive game. It's like, it might as well run for office. Like it's- <laughs> It really kind of divides people along. Like a,
1: It's, uh, right I mean... The world that we live in is so ridiculous that it's just like anything, you know, anything that there is is like the best of whatever. Like, everybody will just come around and say, like, this is great. Like, you know, because I know there were some people being disappointed about, like, the new Thor movie. And now they're saying, like, that Thor Dark World is the best one. That was like the worst, (laughs) like the worst of all the Marvel movies. But now people are coming around being like, no, wait, this one is great. You always see, like, some article that's like, this dog shit thing is great now. I'm pretty it's sure. also a shift
0: in perspective in yeah. generations when they're like you've said before where they were more impressionable at a certain point and then they've come back to it yeah. as an impressionable thing or whatever, and yeah, I get it i'm sorry, I'm trying to push nostalgia out of my life, I'm starting to ascribe to that sort of thing as best as I can, but God damn it, if it doesn't hit like a, a drug when, yeah. when when you get that right nostalgia, it just feels so good.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I guess it doesn't work. I don't think it works the same way for me. I was trying to figure it out because it's like nothing really makes me feel like I'm a kid again or anything like that. Nothing has ever made me feel like that. Maybe I just, when I was a kid, I mean, when I was a kid, I was an idiot. Like, I don't want to feel like that. Like really, you know, and I realized pretty early that a lot of things that I liked when I was a kid was shit. Like He-Man's bad. Like, uh, Thundercats is terrible. Like a lot of those shows that I watch are god awful, you know? Hmm. So, I mean, it doesn't like returning to those doesn't make me feel any any sort of greatness or whatever.
0: In the video game world, I would say music games are the ones that give me that feeling the best.
1: Yeah, like playing the Turtles game didn't like make me feel like I was a child or anything like that cuz yeah, I don't know.
0: It didn't make me feel like I was a child, but I was getting like I was getting washes of nostalgia just because I was remembering things I hadn't thought about for 20 plus years you know sure
1: i guess uh i mean i was so i was so involved in the uh or or so much invested in like the 2012 turtles like universe that i when i brought back the old one i was just like oh well this one sucked though like why didn't we do the better one but that i mean that's kind of that's kind of how i felt but the 2012 one was written was written much much better
0: i believe it but i was 30 when that came out when the first one came out i was six so
1: i know well I'm just saying the the one I, when it came out, I was old enough to be able to tell whether it was good or not. Instead of just being like bright things on TV, cool toys, buy them, you know, stuff like that. But um, what were we even talking about? I don't even know. Oh, yeah. Super Mario Sunshine. <laughs> yeah. Part of the part of the best best gaming year ever. Twenty two thousand two. No, I mean, I mean, Super Mario Sunshine, you know, I, go- I mean, we can
0: all agree it's the it's the wettest Mario I've ever got anybody.
1: That's that's true. I mean, I have, I have my love. I guess I do have my own sort of nostalgia for Super Mario Sunshine. I like that it was a unique game. I mean, I do think it has a lot of very annoying stuff to it. But, I mean, you know, whatever. I don't, I mean, it's, you know, the worst Mario's are better than a lot of other games' best games, you know? So you could put that sure. above. I mean, this is, my, I mean, it's way better than Pac Man World has ever been. You know, any of those like fucking 3D Pac Mans have never been any, anywhere close in Super Mario Sunshine so yeah i mean it's still a decent game it's just not as good as the other ones
0: i think it's almost like a twilight princess in that i think it had assets that weren't front you know used from other stuff that were put into that and then it just kind of was a mishmash that didn't always work so well Uh, but as a proof of concept it was a beautiful game and i mean it's hard to believe that was 20 years ago you and i were hanging out on two different crts in this room and northwest indiana yeah playing it at the same time
1: yeah playing that game and getting very angry at it because it had some very uh some very difficult parts but
2: yeah
0: when you talk about like the classic like one of the most classic video game experiences is like didn't you bring your did you bring your tv or did i just have two tvs
1: i think you just had two or no maybe i I don't know it might have been that small one that i gave you actually i might i might have brought that one like the little TV with a VCR, I recall two, like double like size television. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember how exactly that came into play, but yeah, Super Mario Sunshine. What a, what a game! I do like how they how I mean, I do think it's interesting, like how much they steered into like the FMV and the really bad uh, voice acting. And I talked about that on the on the games my mom uh, found podcast that I was on about Mario Sunshine, and just like how I and I'm pretty sure this was the one that that turned Nintendo completely away from voice acting for a very long time, just because of how bad it was in this game. And I don't think we ever saw it again, really until like breath of the wild. And that was still kind of minor in that, you
0: know? So, no. I mean, that's not even the real deal. Like, I think this game would have been probably perceived better without the voice acting. If you replace it with some sort of like, you know, think of like the just, I love a, the voice acting. I think that, that, that was, that was just part still of the charm for me. Well, it is like in retro retrospect and even at the time, but going back, it's well, in retrospect, it's charming, but going back and playing it again, the the, the awkward silence and the,
2: yeah, I don't know, <laughs> the Mario. bad delivery. Yeah,
1: I mean, it, well, first, you know, for when you had played like 64 for so long and you were just wanting the FMVs that were on a PlayStation for however long, and then you finally got that on GameCube at the time, it was kind of like, yeah, this is cool.
0: It's very jarring, but but cool it's at the same time.
1: but I, I like the badness of it now. I think it's hilarious. Like I love the I love the like father son talk that Bowser has to Bowser Junior about where he's like, well, uh, you know, uh, Mario destroyed me and whatever. Like well, they were they too have bad, bad no one can play and...
0: it because you can't buy Mario three D All Stars.
1: Except you still see it at Target everywhere. So I mean, it, yeah. they didn't like fully uh, sell out of it. That's what I was telling people. You can still still buy it online. Just go get it what else is there anything else you want to talk about on here
0: uh, game stuff for
1: news oh wait there's there was actually one that was hot off the press that isn't on here um i just i just saw it i was just reading it uh capcom has just like posted some new monster hunter update stuff for sunbreak and they're po- they were just like posting a, a sneak peek at curious crafting curious spelled with a q which i guess is a new way that you can upgrade your armor but this is going to be part of like some of the new. It's uh, it's 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 going to be part of the August update, which hasn't happened yet. But they kind of tweeted about it while we were recording here, so it's it had been
0: up for a couple minutes when I. It's saw all starting it. to line up. I knew once once Monster Hunter had Q armor that I was going to start trusting the message. <laughs>
1: the Q, the Q is coming after you.
0: Where we go, one we go. Monster Hunter. Uh. What about Dragon Quest Treasures? I feel like you'd want to talk about that.
1: Oh, like yeah. That. Dragon Quest Treasures. There were some more. I, uh, I
0: read the bullet points, at least. I didn't get a chance to watch the direct, but um, I really like the I really like the concept of this. It sounds like something I'm going to be into.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, I'm, I'm just I'm excited to return to the world of Dragon Quest 11 because that game is uh, it's definitely up there. I think it's I was trying to think of what, of what I think is like the best RPG on Switch. And most of the time I would If if somebody asked me like outright, I would automatically go to Dragon Quest Eleven because I think that one's really really good. It would definitely be in my top five best Switch RPG games. I would I I mean that would be
0: easy for me, but I played a lot less than you have. Yeah,
1: it would it would I mean it would like it would be that and Xenoblade for sure. Like a Xenoblade has to be mentioned. Like any of them, just because they're such a huge like I was saying before, such a huge thing for Nintendo and. Yeah. But no, uh, you get to play as Eric and his sister, which you see, you know, you kind of see like the fate of Eric's sister and all that in Dragon Quest XI spoilers. Uh, But, uh, yeah, no, you you get to, you get to kind of go around and, uh, get different monsters to fight for you and find different treasures through that and all that. I mean, and this is supposed to come out December of this year, so it's still bound for, uh bound for Switch before the end. of the It looks year. like it has an even
0: like cuter aesthetic than Dragon Quest Eleven, if that was possible. Maybe just because you're younger in this, but uh, I don't know. It looks charming and um, I'm excited to go back to the Dragon Quest Eleven world and maybe a little more lighthearted style, you know. Not quite the same, but just as much as I love the uh, the uh uh well, remember what it's called now. Uh, the slime one. Rocket slime? Rocket slime. There we go. This kind of gives me like that sort of lighthearted feel. Maybe not the same game at all, but, you know, cute and a lot less stressful. Even though 11 wasn't that stressful, it did get that way towards the end.
1: I mean, yeah, there were some really hard. There were really some really hard bosses. I got, I mean, well, the time worm. <laughs> the time worm was the one that killed me. But that was like the ultimate, ultimate super boss. That was the one where I was just like, okay, I'm just done. I can't
0: do it. Which I have not. For the record, I've not done.
1: That was post. That was post second credits. Was the was the time where like there's a whole another super boss after that, and and all my care. And I had a level ninety nines on everybody, and and I was getting knocked out on the first round. I'm just like, I can't. I can't even with this. <laughs> I'm like, I, I can't. I can't grind it all. Like I'm completely grinded, and you're still fucking killing me in no time. So, yeah. But no, I, yeah, no. I'm really excited about it. And yeah, it's going to come out right at the end of the year. Like, uh, I, I still can't believe, like, I was watching the Xenoblade Chronicles 2 Direct. I still can't believe, like, that came out December 1st, like, at the end of that first, like, Switch year. And I was like, yeah, it's so weird that I didn't put it in my top 10, but I guess I just, I fell off of it so quickly that it did, wasn't included in any of my games.
0: Dragon Quest Eleven?
1: No, uh, the Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Oh, yeah. No, Dragon Quest Eleven was number one. Well, no, you hadn't
0: really, like, gotten <laughs> into it yet, I think. Like, I just, there was so much else. There was such a lot that you played it a lot later, if I recall correctly.
1: I tried to play, I remember trying to play it as much as I could before we did the podcast. I think I put, like, a good, like, 20 hours into it before we talked about it. But, but yeah, just, uh, I just remember getting stuck really early and then just bouncing off it. But also, it was, like, the, you know, yeah, it was the first year of the Switch, so there was just so much shit And then when, uh... Happening. The f-
0: Chronicles Remastered came out, or whatever it's called, the Switch edition. And then you got into that, and then-
1: yeah. That's what that's what brought me back around was, yeah, mm. I was playing Xenoblade Chronicles One. Even though watching those videos, like those like wrap up videos about the lore and all that, and just seeing like the gameplay of Xenoblade Chronicles One, it seems so primitive compared to Xenoblade Chronicles Two, just because of the way the battle system works so much better on two. And that's the thing, like that's why I will, I will, you know, aside from all the dumb shit with like the blades and all that. I would totally fight for Xenoblade Chronicles too because I think that battle system is is great, is incredible, and it's just a lot of fun to play. And I, I think I put that in my notes. But I found myself, I found myself, I guess, in my older gaming age or whatever. I, I've I've been more excited about gameplay than story and all that. I like uh, I like playing stuff more than you know than the, than the story part of it, depending on what it is. But but I really enjoy the I really enjoy doing the battles in that, which is great for any RPG. You know, you wanna you wanna be able to play the battles. It, you don't want something like uh, all those Paper Marios that I disliked for so long because the battles were tedious and felt like they were pointless, you know, so it was
0: real easy yeah. to get to get bored of them. If there's a reward for tedium, then that's one thing, but if it's effortless, if or not effortless, if it's pointless, and you have to spend a lot of time doing it, it's just a waste of time. I get that, and that's why... I'm so sad about the Mario games, even like the paper Mario games, even though I keep playing them and beating them
2: <laughs> um,
0: for now, though, I've just gotten to this hyper realistic bloody horror kind of phase of my life. So it's fine. I kill stuff.
1: I mean, wasn't, it wasn't like origami King. Like, wasn't the weren't the battles, like kind of tedious and that too, Like They weren't yes. necessarily fun to play and all that, even though you stuck it out, but
0: I could have learned the, I could have learned it and gotten better at it, but I never had enough interest to do that. I just wanted to get through it. It was just like, um, I don't know. I was just sitting there in class just to get the, like the the passing grade for the day. kind of. Yeah. Do the bare minimum just to get it behind me.
1: Yeah. And, and for, yeah, for stuff like that, that has so much battling in it, they should, you should make the battles fun. The battles should be fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're almost kind of like, they're almost kind of like a puzzle game, you know, where it's like, it doesn't get fun until it gets to the point of where you have to like, you know, you have to like think on your feet, like where it has to be like, oh shit, I'm about to get die so I got to do this other thing and get this coming back around mm-hmm. and that's where I find it fun, where it gets challenging. Like once you figure it out, it's like, all right, well, let's go fight some really hard bosses.
0: And try that to also connects you to, that. you to your characters more when they work together as a team and yeah. the the game the gameplay and stuff like. It helps the headcanon. So you don't like you're saying a good system doesn't need as solid of a story if you're kind of forming it in your own head
1: I mean if the the system's good enough you don't you kind of just like for me a lot of times you're just you just waiting till the next battle because you like doing the battle so much you know and and the story is important I understand but sometimes you just want to get to the next battle (laughs) you know and it's like okay fine I felt the same way about those Valkyria Chronicles games where Mm -hmm. I was like the story's good but I like the battle I like the way the battles are set up that I just want to go back to battling kind of like I was kind of like that with, with three houses too I kind of got tired of running around the world and collecting gifts for all the people. I just wanted to just play the strategy stuff, and I feel like I would have played more if there was less in between stuff that I had to do. Like I found it really tedious where you had to find all these specific items to bring to whatever character to make them happy enough to like up up, up upgrade their uh, stats and all that. And I wanted to just do the just do the regular strategy shit, which I guess you get that for the like the later half of it. It's like that, but I never I didn't get there. But anyway, I think uh, I think that's good for episode three hundred and thirty, and we and here we are thinking we had nothing to talk about, and we did like a whole episode here. So look at that.
0: We always got stuff to talk about. We can
1: ramble about shit for. This isn't a sixteen. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I'm on the verge of you know you know Xenoblade Chronicles three is like my big thing, so I've been pushing towards that, and I do I I you know I'm I'm really teasing myself to try to like go back to Xenoblade Chronicles X at least for a little bit and just. I know it's like, you know, very difficult, but I still just want to. I just want to try it again for a second, and just maybe, maybe if I can blow through Torna in the next couple of days, by next week I could play a little bit of X before Three comes out, and just you know, just
0: be I'm totally cool with starting a game over. Yeah, <laughs> and it's sad to say because of the amount of time I put into it, but I bet it's it's eclipsed by the amount of time I've spent in some Switch, PC, and even PS4 games at this point. So. Yeah. I'll start it over and I will do better this time on plating out my minds.
1: It's weird because most, I mean, most Xenoblade games or most RPG games, you know, you, if you get stuck somewhere, you can easily just go grind somewhere and just get your guys higher and then just come back and, you know, just get yourself leveled up and come back and do it. But this one was so much more difficult because of the hmm. amount of money you had to get to get a better mech and all that. But I still believe that maybe if you could just do some side quests, you could find a way to get the money back to, to make it work. So I'm willing to try it again. Just for the love of the Xenoblade Chronicles world and all that. But yeah, that's uh, that's that for our episode. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. If you like the show and you want to support us, go to patreon.com slash Podcast, and you can hear all of our bonus episodes. There's a good amount of them on there. Our last one we did, we talked about uh, pinball games. I thought that one was really good. And we'll have another one out soon in the next couple weeks. And, of course, if you give at the higher level, you get different things. If you're at the $5 level, you get to listen to the WART radio where we play all of the music that we use in every episode and make a nice little playlist out of it. Also, yeah, you'll need a dollar to unlock the stuff. And you get, like, you get to hear the audio one early, and you can watch our videos and all that stuff early as well and a bunch of stuff, different levels. Check that out. And you can find us on Twitter. I'm at nintendo_domain, underscore domain and Jeremy's at JMAX stack. You can find that there. Also, we have stuff on YouTube.com slash Nintendo podcast and all that. But uh, thanks for listening. We've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson.
0: I'm Jerry Mikowski.
1: And uh, we we'll see you next week. See ya. week in Nintendo Main, we break down the similarities between the Xenoblade Chronicles 2 the Torna. <laughs> Sorry.
0: <laughs> I was trying to mute it, but I didn't get to it in time.
1: <laughs> It's okay.